Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two. Arm bar. I did it for The Rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Hold three. The moss covered, three handled family gradunzel. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Number four, arm bar. It's a different kind of high tonight for Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero gets his redemption. Eddie Guerrero has exercised his demons. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Los Marcos Podcast. My name is Varro. I am here with my fellow Marks, Oscar and Kells. What's up, guys? What up, what up, baby? Yeah. Y'all ready for New Year's? Always, man. 2019, new beginnings, all elite wrestling, impact on pursuit. Like, it's going to be a great <laughs> year for wrestling. I don't know about impact. I'm I am pursuit, very excited. All the- elite. MAGA channel? <laughs> That's Oscar's new favorite channel. I I have a I be, I just became a lifelong member. <laughs> I, well, I, after re, after doing like a, Sad. a little more research, it's not an exclusive deal, so they can still give access to their shows on in other um, platforms, I guess. So, I guess updates soon on that. Well, I mean, hopefully they'll like you said, it'll be like MLW. It'll be on well. I think you said something out the other day, or um, Kells, that they're gonna like be on delayed on YouTube like ten days later, which is trash. But I mean, it's better than nothing. So. Oh yeah, that that um that like chart that they made so people can watch it. But yeah, I don't know. Impact. I hope I hope they survive. But this week's top three guys, we're doing top three wrestling rivalries of all time. I think I'll start my first one. I'm going to go with the obvious one, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. I think it's what everybody remembers that 60-minute Iron Man match, the Montreal screw job, and it made me hate Shawn Michaels growing up. And up until like two, three years ago, I, I've come around on Shawn Michaels. But for me, one of the top three rivalries of all time, Number two, Bret Hart. I mean, Bret Hart. <laughs> the Rock. The Rock and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Bret Hart versus concussions. <laughs> Bret Hart versus Goldberg's botchness. <laughs> that. <laughs> Stone Cold and The Rock, um, they had uh, three WrestleMania matches. Um, they defined the Attitude Era. So they're in my top three. And my last one is Zack Ryder and Getting Over. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Zack Ryder has uh, done everything possible to try to get himself over. The crowd has wanted him to... The crowd ch- would chant for him. He had his YouTube channel, like, innovative. He was using social media ahead of, like, everybody else. And he still couldn't get over because Vince McMahon probably hates him. But those are my... My top three wrestling rivalries of all time. Solid list. I'm going to go through uh, my top three. So uh, my top three is number one, Hulk Hogan 
well, Hollywood Hulk Hogan versus Sting. I feel their match at Starcade '97 was absolute hot garbage. But everything leading up to the match, Sting with the Raptors, the mind games, the giving Hulk Hogan a box with a, char- a character of Hulk Hogan's head. It, Sting didn't talk at all. He didn't need to talk. He had his bat do the talking. Just everything about those moments were great. And I still get goosebumps when I listen to Sting's song from Star K97. I just hate how WCW ruined it. But I feel like that's, that's like one of my favorite rivalries. Number two would be Eddie versus JBL. We've touched upon this before. This is here for one reason. And not I'm not talking about the bloody strap match. I'm talking about JBL kicking Mexicans out the border. Don't care. It's always going to be one of the top <laughs> wrestling moments of all time to me. You have an issue with that Well, I can't. I, I don't know what to tell you. And then uh, three is going to be Takamishinoku versus Ken Shamrock, where they chopped off Ken Shamrock's penis. If you don't remember. Oh, no, it was Val Venus. My bad. Wow, I messed that one up. Val Venus versus Takamishinoku, where they chopped Val Venus' penis off on an episode of WWE Superstars. But um, no, actually, it's Austin versus Vince. I don't need to explain that. If it wasn't for that, there would be no WWE right now. So that's why I put Austin versus Vince at three. Yo, wasn't that on Raw? Where they chopped, well, they almost chopped off Val Venus's uh, penis? It might have been, but I, I didn't. I don't, I don't, I remember seeing those, it on Superstars. Those are, that's one of like the first things I remember about wrestling as a kid. Cause I was so shook. I was like, bro, they just chopped this guy's dick off. And then I guess, I guess I confused Ken Shamrock and Val Venus because at that point, Ken Shamrock had his fake, his kayfabe sister that he was supposed to start a romantic angle with because Vince McMahon is all about those type of weird angles. <laughs> You mean incest? Yeah, he's all about that. This <laughs> fucking weirdo. He must, uh, he must be sad. <laughs> wow. Lo primo, that's Dominican shit. Lo primo se primen, bro. Lo primo se arriba. That's that. That's that's that's. Listen, that's that seventeenth, seventeen hundred shit where it's like ain't nobody around, so you s- smash your cousin. That's just still but happening in the Vince, <laughs> Yeah, but but Vince is like does, is not from the campus. He's like, well, he is. He is a white billionaires so you know they're into that weird shit so like our president wants to fuck his daughter so I don't you know and they're friends so I wouldn't put it past Vince so it begins (laughs) (laughs) wow um my top three uh my top three rivalries let me see what do I have here alright number three is very recent um I think as far as matches these two have had the best run of matches that any guys could have, but the reason why it's number three is because it's, like I said, it's fairly new. It would be the Okada versus Omega rivalry. Um, The four matches that they've had, even if you look at Dominion 6.9, which got six stars, or as we would call six Tims, they they have the best stretch of matches that anybody has had, and I don't care what anybody tells me about that. Um, Number two, Eddie Guerrero is on my list, but it's not against JBL. It is Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. Uh, I know I shit on the Vanilla Midget, but <laughs> dude was talented. Him and Guerrero, all the matches they had in WCW in the 90s, especially the one at uh, ECW Hostile City, which is, uh, when was it? It was April 5th, I think, of 1990-something. I think I gotta look it up. Uh, Guerrero, Malenko. Just look that match up. It's 30 minutes. 
that you will not regret, pretty much, because that is, like, one of the best matches that they've had. Um, and they pretty much were part of that great cruiserweight division. And eventually, when they came as the Radicals, they had some great matches as well. And then number one, um, Equal Esvaro, which would be the Rock versus Stone Cold. Uh, um, their WrestleMania matches, uh, 15, 17, 19, are extremely memorable. What they did during the Attitude Era, you know, Corporate Rock, screwing Stone Cold at the at the Royal Rumble. Um, Stone Cold, when he hits the Rock with the stunner while the Rock is holding the camera, is one of the best WrestleMania moments. Um, just everything that they did, it was, like, extremely great. The redneck versus the brown guy, you know, it was just... Those two, when they were on camera together, it was extremely electric. So I think that has to be one of the top rivalries of all time. To, to, and then to touch on the Guerrero and Malenko thing, it, it's it's crazy because it, it was in the glory day of ECW being this gory promotion that was known for tables and all this craziness. And the people just marked for straight up technical mat wrestling. So it was dope to see that in that environment. Like ECW fans are the epitome of marks. Like they like flippity floppity things, but they like <laughs> they like Matt wrestling. But they him and him and Malenko though, like <clears throat> during the nineties, they got like hostile city. They have Star K ninety seven. They have um when they fought for the T V title on in um September ninety five, um WCW Saturday night. Um, um they have so many matches. Even like even matches where they had other guys like even uh, the Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn matches. Like, um, Road to Slamboree is another match. They had so many matches that you look at those matches like perfect. It's extremely perfect. Eddie, it was, it was hard for you. They wanted to have a bad match. No, it's, it, it was Malenko. Was, oh, shit. Look what came up on my YouTube search. Malenko versus The Blur. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Benoit. God, I love was, that guy. There was like a video of that match going around on Twitter this week for some reason. I forgot. I forgot why. Maybe it was the anniversary it, of that match. Something like that. Are we, are we sure it's not the anniversary of when Malenko did his best um, Jeffrey Dahmer impression? Or any other serial killer? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Burr. Sorry, I don't mean to be... I don't mean to be dark about people's families <laughs> dying, but, you know. Oh, you, said, you said Malenko. Not Malenko. <laughs> you know who the fuck you know who you know who the fuck I'm talking about. The headbutt rabbit Wolverine. He was definitely rabbit that night. <laughs> Bro. Sorry guys. I I'm, I'm on the I'm Sorry. on the God's Instagram page <laughs> and it looks like he wrestled Shane Strickland last night. Who? The God. Darby Allen. Yeah. Uh, is he? Interesting. It was it wasn't So a, so is there anything show? in our top three? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> now, is uh, there anything in anybody's top three that we don't agree with? Because I, I, I highly disagree with Oscar's Hogan stink shit. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember it. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> like the Hogan sting match, wow. I don't remember. I remember the Hogan and Sting rivalry and the whole NWO thing. Yeah, I said the I, match is trash. Yeah, so I, I guess. Yeah, but, but you gotta like finish off a great rivalry in in like good matches. Yeah, a rivalry is a rivalry, baby. You can have a rivalry with somebody that's great and just have a trash ass match, but every like the storyline leading up to it was amazing. It was just the payoff was trash, but everything it was a fucking like one year long story. It was a great story. It just 
they they didn't execute it correctly. Yeah, but don't you think that like because Austin, Austin and McMahon was a fucking rivalry too, but the matches were trash. But it's not about the matches; it's about the story that they told. Uh, those Austin versus McMahon matches were actually good. I don't care what anybody tells me. Those those were better than Sting versus Hogan. <laughs> a lot of things better than Sting versus Hogan. But <laughs> so me, like what? a match is a match. A rivalry is like you can have no. a rivalry and have bad matches. No, no, bro. A, to to have a rivalry that matters, you have to have good games. So, for example. Bulls versus Pistons in the 80s wouldn't matter if the games weren't close and Michael Jordan was getting about clobbered every time into the paint. It, we're not we're not in sports. This isn't sports. This is sports entertainment, but, baby. But the exactly, but the fact that the match is scripted and it was scripted garbage, it kills the rivalry. I don't care if Sting but was fucking playing hide and seek in the rafters. Remember? They went Sting. off script. I don't I don't care if Sting was playing hide and seek or like Russo watched seven. And was like, oh, we should put this in wrestling, and like, like I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Sting's painting with the bat and like running around upstairs in the backstage is not a popping. Like, it's such an overrated fucking gimmick. Like, if people went back and watched that, they'll be like, why does this guy not say nothing? Why does he keep running around upstairs? Why is he so emo and angry? If he just went to therapy, he wouldn't be so mad. You see these WWE guys? <laughs> Do you see these WWE shows? <laughs> And then, he, and then they, they and were then, too busy watching the stupid shit I just mentioned. Because when, when WCW then, had Sting, they had fucking Kai and Ty over here chopping off penises. That was going on then, at the same time. These are fucking WWE shows. I mean, this shows. is something and that could Sting, happen. You're telling me the Asian mafia is not chopping off penises in dark basements? I'm not saying. <laughs> I like living, so I ain't saying none of that. Especially the fact that the Asian mafia decided to chop the penis off of a man who they were feuding with, whose gimmick was he was a disrespectful porn star that slept with every. You're taking away his power if you take away his penis. Stan used to just appear in the ring and point his bat at people and beat people up with a bat. There was nothing cool about his gimmick. Like, hot take, everybody. You guys want to be like, oh, Sting, Sting. Go back and watch Sting. All of you guys have the goggles on. Just like with Undertaker, it's with Sting. It's the <laughs> same thing. Which is why I never understood that when Sting signed with WWE, everybody's like, oh, Undertaker versus Sting. Dream match. No, bro. Their entrances are going to be longer than the fucking match. All right, now if you told me like Sting versus Flair, that's a rivalry that made sense. That's a rivalry that had a good payoff. That's a rivalry where the storyline made sense. Sting versus Hogan, the payoff is terrible. If the payoff is terrible, the rivalry is garbage. Nope. It's like it's like if it's like you, Oscar, if you went on a date with a girl and she looks banging in her pictures, she looks banging in person, and the next thing you know, you go have sex with her and she has a faha and she takes the faha off and everything flies everywhere and it's all flabby and nasty. The payoff was not worth the work, bro. The payoff is always worth the work. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know what? No convincing him. Uh, yo, um, who's who? Who mentioned Eddie and I thought one of you would, would have mentioned uh, Eddie and Ray. They had like there was no like real storyline. <laughs> they, the they had really good match. They had really good. That matches. Dominique thing killed everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm that Dominique thing. I think just. I think we're we're going purely based off like the the Guerrero Malenko thing is it was tight because like they had a rivalry but it was just that they just wrestled each other all the time yeah. so when they were in the ring it was like all oh, these two guys they know each other you know they've been around the block they've seen each other in ECW and WCW and now they're in WWE like their careers mirrored until Eddie started taking roids and became champ but like, like you know they were always people that you could mention you mean he started working out <laughs> harder. He started, started taking eating, roids, bro. Started eating more. 
started eating a lot of protein and doing a lot of volume. Vegan. Thing in the stop. Not, not vegan. Stop. Not vegan. Vegan Negative. Mexican. All right. Well, that's not real. That doesn't. That's exist. not real. That doesn't exist, bro. Stop that. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> I'm telling you, Oz. You you had you said you had vegan and Mexican food before we started, and that's just Mexican people serving white people regular Mexican food and, and tricking them and doubling the price. Like they're in the kitchen, like laughing. Like I mean, that's a pendejo just laughing at them. <laughs> and you were one of them, Oz. You got that. Sorry. Yo, but shout out, shout out, shout out to that vegan food. No, oh, Lord. no shout out. Never shout out. No vegan shout out again. I'm not showing that up. All the disrespect to Daniel Bryan. Facts. <laughs> All right, a lot of stuff happened, so we're done. Top three, right? Yeah, we're done. Top three, right. like that. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of stuff happened in seven days. I thought it was gonna be a slow week for wrestling, personally, but. I looked at the at the outline you built, and it's a lot of stuff. You can yeah, bro. Start start us off because you're the new Japan guy. Oh yeah, you know, like my uh, palette, it's international. <laughs> no, so we gotta start off with the international news. So, in exciting news for New Japan, the ace, Mr. Tanahashi, has resigned with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, obviously, Tanahashi is one of the most important wrestlers in New Japan because he was part of the revival. Of New Japan, and he is also have, has been part of the modernization of New Japan with Kenny Omega, Okada, Bullet Club, and all the great talent. Um, essentially, Tanahashi is a locker room leader. He's a great main eventer to the point that he's going to be wrestling Kenny Omega for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. So it's good to see Mr. Tanahashi um, um, back in New Japan or staying with New Japan. Um, speaking of New Japan, I know there was some apparent like controversy or fake controversy where the Asian um, social justice warriors and American social justice warriors were complaining that New Japan doesn't have any female wrestling talent which um, makes no sense because if everybody knows New Japan is strictly a male wrestling promotion that's what stardom is for which is a female promotion um, this fake controversy caused stardom to tweet an important tweet which said, instead of petitioning men's companies in Japan to have women's wrestling, why not support women's wrestling, period? Let's give Stardom World a shot for $8 a month, which is their subscription service. Let's see Stardom show in New York City, which journalists cover Stardom, even though every show is online with English subtitles. Um, in response, this tweet has gotten over 1,500 retweets, about close to 5,000 likes, and apparently Stardom's um, pay-per-view or event that they're holding in New York City is, is sold out. Um, right now, the only event that they have in the States that is actually has tickets is their Georgia event. So, good for stardom. And that's because Georgia doesn't even like the brood. So, nothing can sell out over there. Yeah, well, Georgia can't... They, they don't even support their team. So, except the Falcons, but... And the soccer team. Oh, oh they, well, they, they win. They go all out for the... Well, they ATM. win, though. They win, though. Because they're winners, bro. Shout out, shout out to them for bringing the MLS Cup into whatever... What strip club is that they brought it into? I don't know. I forgot what they took the. Yeah, I forget the name of the strip. Is club. it KOD? No, KO. I think KO. Is it KOD Miami? They have KO, King of Diamonds as a franchise, bro. Miami, no, Atlanta, no, I, I, yeah, but Atlanta's very per, particular. It's one of the strip clubs mentioned in Welcome to Atlanta Remix. No, idea. so they took it. That those guys are lit though. Who would did they retire the jersey at, at, at the strip club? Because you know they gotta do that. You gotta put the jersey up. I hope they did. No idea, but. 
Oh, Magic right. City. Magic City. Oh, okay, Magic City. Yeah, Magic City. That's a good one. But yeah, that's that that whole um, protesting to have to make New Japan have women's wrestling is crazy. Like the women already have their own show. It's not like they weren't letting them wrestle or something like that. And yeah. from what I've seen, like I see like gifs of it on Twitter of the stardom events and yo, some of the moves and stuff pretty crazy. Nah, bro, stardom is no joke. Those girls all work stiff. That shit is straight stiff. If strong wrestling like and then the moves they do like the drop kicks the elbow drops everything is like supremely legit so yeah, looks, shout out to Stardom cool. they got a good they got a good product yeah they, they definitely have a good product I, shout out to Stardom yeah and they made a good point like just don't there is women's wrestling go support it stop stop trying to have stop trying to find stuff to be mad about that's that's the thing with social justice warriors they just want to be mad that's literally that's all they want to do. Just yeah. be mad about shit. Call oh. me sir one more time, and I'll show you, sir. <laughs> you talking about Android eighteen? <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. I think Kels, this is still you, right? No, I'm still no. running this. Who's the right. ROH guy? It's also no. Kels. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> You guys are fucking assholes. I'm just a, I, <laughs> hey, I said on the first episode, I'm the WWE shill, all right? That's it. All right, so also in other news, um, Beers, Mr. Beer City Bruiser, who is a ROH talent, has um, continued. He stayed with uh, Ring of Honor. Um, the good thing about his contract is it allows him to work in the indies and work in other um, promotions. Um, once again, this is just, we're going to continue to cover this because any talent that is being signed is important. So good for Ring of Honor to keep one of their guys because you don't want to lose people to WWE. But even though, well, they did lose a, they didn't, they didn't lose a wrestler, um, Bill Whitmer, which who was part of Ring of Honor. He has apparently left um, Ring of Honor because uh, issues. Um, one of the issues was that apparently Whitmer worked with WWE in September and he did like a guest coach performance. Um, pretty much WWE, when he got there, they wanted him to sign a non-compete. Um, um, well, I mean, Ring of Honor wanted him to sign a non-compete because so, he told him like, hey guys, I got this event. I got to go to in September for WWE. They didn't like that. Um, Whitmer was kind of like, I would say like a jack of all trades. So he did matches, booking, he trains people, did commentary. He just did a lot of stuff for Ring of Honor, so he had his hand in everything. Um, the thing is, is that apparently Whitmer is not going to be with WWE. He's not staying with WWE, but he will be supposedly signing and going to All Elite Wrestling in the same role. So he'll be doing everything behind the scenes with All Elite Wrestling. One of the also interesting things is Whitmer's wife, uh, Kelly Klein. She is now the Ring of Honor Women of Honor title champion. So that's going to be interesting that his wife is a champion and he's no longer with the company will see how that plays out with the way that they book her but apparently all elite wrestling is definitely a thing so and they're already signing talent which we cannot hate on and speaking of all elite wrestling they, they also and, contacted us but we're not we're not ready yet <laughs> wait is, uh, is Whitmer's wife going to be the next AJ Lee um, I don't know there's no rumors of her leaving or anything like that but you know they, they, they made it a point to state like it is interesting that Whitmer's leaving even though his wife is champ so now, when we, when, like Oscar mentioned this week and mentioned last week, and how he always mentions, um, 
seeing as Impact was is moving to pursue PTV, apparently when Impact was looking for a TV station, there was apparently rumors that All Elite Wrestling was trying to purchase Impact. Um, Oscar, how do you feel about this? So, I guess uh, one of the things about that was there's a lot of baggage that comes with uh, Impact Wrestling, so I feel like that was one of the reasons why this another reason why this deal didn't go through. I I think it would have been great, like fresh eyes and actually money that can support. But I just feel like Impact it, Impact needs to save itself somehow because I I feel like I think it's a good idea Cody Rhodes and them that weren't able to buy it because that that would sadly already almost bring like it it would bring bad juju. To a new company, I feel all elite needs to start fresh. Impact needs to save itself. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I would have loved it, but Impact needs to find a way to save itself. I agree. I think it would have it would have been really good for them, just because of all this uh, hype and momentum that Rose and the Bullet Club, or whatever whatever they call themselves now, would have would have brought to the know, elite. To Impact. <laughs> Is that what they call themselves? The elite. Yeah. Yeah. It would have it would have been like. Like all these marks are like, they're like wrestling hype beasts now, and I feel like the elite and Cody Rhodes are hype are hype beasts are what call to hype beasts in the wrestling in the wrestling world. So I think it would have just been hype beasts giving impact ratings if they they would have got bought out by all elite wrestling. Yeah, but then that that changes the whole like concept of the company and it changes all the booking. So like, what happened to like? LAX and Brian Cage and Killer Cross and all those guys, are they still going to be considered the top or is it going to be a situation where all of these like, no, Bucks are the tag champs, Cody's the champ, this person gets the other title, like, you know, don't, when, like, you don't want a, how would you say, like a Hulk Hogan, the click takeover where they just run. I, I feel like they're smart enough to, if they had bought it, they would have been smart enough to book it right and build it up right. Like, not throw themselves on the top right away. Even though that's, that's what these marks and wrestling hype beasts would have wanted. No, they would have wanted, and then they would have complained about it. Yeah, oh, man, it's a wrestling hype beast. Yo, that's, that's what fast. they are. Uh, it, it is. It's true. Yeah. As I'm wearing my bathing ape outfit, it is true. Your bathing ape. Uh, they, you saw the, somebody made a like a bathing ape bullet club shirt. I hate people. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, a, ba- a bathing ape bullet club collab would be fire though, because that tank and bullet club collab was heat. So the what what the what collab? Te- the Tekken versus Bullet Club shirt. Did you see that? No, I have not. Fire. They even have it in the game. In the Tekken Seven. They have. You can wear Bullet Club gear in the game. In Tekken Seven, you can get the Bullet Club shirt. You can get Okada's pants so you can put them on Tiger and I think there's a couple of like I think also the umbrella is there and there's a couple other like wrestling merch in Tekken 7 that you can get for your characters oh that's pretty dope can, I definitely know Okada's pants is on there and I definitely know the Bullet Club Tekken shirt is in the game because you they were selling it on Hot Topic it's fire though that shirt is amazing I didn't get it but they have it they had it online you can still probably find it right now it's like 25 bucks I'm sure like that that's cool I did not know about yeah. that Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about LAX. A little bit. Yes. More details on that came out. We mentioned it before that we were going to see. L- we were supposed to see LAX at an Evolve show, right? That's what it was. At 
117, yeah. Yeah, so the Bob show we went to last week, we were supposed to see them, but they were pulled from the card. And apparently, the rough, the Fox and Rough were supposed to go over the, not the, the tag team we saw. The guys that burst, that tall heel guy, and I forget the other guy's name. This, wow, this is a terrible Yeah, it was, supposed, <laughs> it was supposed to be Le- Leon Ruff and AR Fox in a tag match versus LAX, and I think they were supposed to beat LAX or something like that. Yeah, basically LAX wasn't going to go over, and originally Impact said they had no problem with it, and then they were pulled from the show. But the Street Profits, who are a WWE tag team, weren't going to go over either, so... That's interesting, I think, that they were willing to compromise that. Even though, well, I guess, Fox and Ruff and Evolve are technically, like, in a partnership with WWE. Yeah, it was still WWE talent, te- technically, quote-unquote, WWE, like, minor league talent going over. But it is kind of cool that Evolve is, like, pushing for their talent to get over, to, like, organically build more buzz. Which is always good for their product, because you know the 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 show at Laboom was great. So you know, yeah, those, those guys and Fox and Fox and Ruff, they they I think Fox and Ruff would have put on way better match with Street Profits and LAX than fucking Amazing Red and Smiley put on with LAX, because that was I felt bad for LAX in that match. No, These that are was... facts, Afghanistan's. Because those guys, Fox and Ruff can go. So Yeah, and I like know. their I like their gimmick. Oh, it's amazing. The it's no it's way, way No Way Jose gimmick, but executed properly. It's way better. Way better. Alright. My my area of expertise, the WWE. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to come, according to the Dirt Sheiks, a push for Mandy Rose, who I am a fan of. I don't even know who she is. Keep what? it a bug. Bugging. Um, Asper, just follow her on Instagram. You'll definitely know who she is. Uh, unless it's Scarlett Bordeaux, there's, there's no reason to follow anyone on Instagram. She or looks like... Salina De La Renta. Shout out MLW. <laughs> Mandy Rose looks like she could be Scarlett Bordeaux's sister, bro. They literally look alike. Yo, I even watch her... Uh, well, <laughs> not even watch. I discovered she has a... Like a donut... A donut show on YouTube. Yeah, she loves donuts. Apparently. And I watched, I watched all the episodes. I think on Friday night. So I'm a Mandy, Mandy Rose Mark, and I think she's she's getting better in the in the ring. I saw people comparing this to the push that they tried to give Lana. No, and Lana is complete trash in the ring. Mandy Rose can go. Um, like before, um, what was it? Survivor Series. They were letting her go in matches, and she had a good outing. And she had a good outing at Survivor Series. So I could see a push for her and it not looking like, obviously, it it won't be McMahon pushing the typical hot blonde because I think she can go in the ring. But I think also, she one, obviously she's a hot blonde, but I think number two is the fact that she's actually really good on the mic, oh, which yeah, is important. Oh, yeah, she's good on the mic too. Which is important because, like, if let's say, for example, she's like a C-plus or like a B-minus wrestler. If she can speak her ass off, she's like an A plus. That'll push her up regardless because, and then she can eventually just become better. Because even if like I think like for example like somebody like the Miz, right? Everybody looks at Miz and they go, "Yo, Miz is like dope. He can put on a solid match. Miz can wrestle anybody." But ten, twelve years ago, people forget Miz wasn't that good. But what did Miz have? He had the mouth. 
So I think as long as you have a mouth and you could talk, you have a place in WWE. And it, do, and it does help. Like I said, she's attractive. If she just learns to go, she gets her moves down, but she could speak, so she'll be all right. And plus, Gold, and plus Goldust is like helping her out. He's like managing her behind the scenes, apparently. So that's always a good person to learn from. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I, I didn't know about that. Well, they would say they can book it together too, for them. You, go ahead. No, no, because I'm saying she remember they were all teammates for the Mixed Max Challenge. So, yeah, I, I thought that was just like a thing for that. But that's cool that she's, I guess, mentoring her. But they could also book it because she has, um, what's her name? Sonya Deville. Like they could book her as like the the chicken shit heel and then her muscle could be Sonya Deville. Like on the push. Kind of like a oh, Shawn, yeah. kind of like a Shawn Michaels Diesel thing. Oh yeah, perfect, yeah. Yeah. And then they could do the lesbian angle. <laughs> no. Vince McMahon. Hey, he's gonna push for it. Fuck it. And Sonya Deville is is already gay, so we won't you know have what? to <laughs> It, right, Vince McMahon just be like it writes itself <laughs> basically alright next more WWE news something I am terrified of because I don't know <laughs> if this guy can take the bump necessary to get through this match but Kurt Angle teased a Royal Rumble appearance I I am scared every time Kurt Angle steps in the ring now because it feels like his shoulder his neck and his head are all like connected and he can't move any of them anymore so I'm worried about him getting tossed over the top rope and falling to the floor and never moving again <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what do you guys think about him I mean as long as, they, as long as Rey Mysterio doesn't kick him out he should be fine wow wow <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think that like you know WWE is obviously going to put him out there for the cheap um, but cheap I just I, a cheap pop. You come out, was going oh, you know them. All the marks are gonna fucking go crazy. You know, they're gonna go nuts. But uh, did you guys watch? By the way, did you guys watch UFC last night? Did you watch the pay per view? No, I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so last night Ryan Hall, who is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, who is one of the pretty much unorthodox wrestlers in, or fighters in UFC actually won last night by submitting BJ, Chen, BJ Penn with a rolling ankle um, knee hook. I mean, an ankle hook. So he like rolled on, he like faked a kick, rolled on the floor and grabbed Penn's ankle and it looked like he ankle locked him for the finish. So shout out to Ryan Hall who did the Kurt Angle spot that we've seen a million times. And he actually won. The guy, BJ Penn submitted in like two seconds oh, after shit. he was put in the ankle lock. So... Yeah, you should look it up. It looks pretty sick the way he like rolls. Like it literally looks like the Kurt Angle spot that we've seen a million times. That he rolls into it and picks the guy up and then like puts him in the heel heel hook. But um, like I don't know. Do they put him in the Rumble? Do they put him in a tag match? What do they do? Because I think if they do have Angle come out, they should put him in his um wrestling in his um luchador costume. Oh, the lucha, the lucha, the all gold suit. Yeah, <laughs> bro, put him in that shit. That that's that's the Kurt Angle I want to see. What's the name of that guy? I forgot what he called it. El Conquistador. El Conquistador. Yes. Not... El Conquistador. <laughs> it, what? It's like he keeps coming back every three months. Just keep him on the fucking roster. Keep him here. Let him fucking OD again. And then that's it. Wow. Like, wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, Oscar. <laughs> Damn, son. Pushing for the opioid overdose. 
really dark. I didn't say OD on what. Like, he could OD on alcohol because he's also a raging alcoholic. <laughs> wow. But shout out to him for trying Christ. to become better. That's not nice, man. <laughs> that is not nice. It's not nice at all. All right. <laughs> After that dark, dark turn provided by Ask, we'll move on to Dirt Cheeks and WrestleMania 35 main event. Want to talk about this, Kels? Um, I do. It's very depressing, you know. So apparently, there is obviously the point that it was supposed to be Roman versus somebody, maybe Brock again. Um, at WrestleMania's main event, but obviously we know Mr. Roman Reigns has cancer, so he obviously can't compete in the main event. Um, they were talking about replacing Roman with either Seth or Dean, or maybe even pushing McIntyre, but that's not going to work. So I think it is set in stone this moment that WWE will be having a female main event. Um, it hasn't been confirmed. Um, one of the matches that was slated for WrestleMania was going to be like a Ronda versus Natalia match where Natalia is a heel and Ronda obviously goes over. But then Becky got hot and then with the whole Becky getting hurt and Charlotte putting on the match with Ronda and then Charlotte's matches that she put on at Evolution and then Charlotte's match that she put on at TLC. Vince is apparently more impressed with her than Asuka. So as of right now, the rumored main event is going to possibly be a triple threat with Charlotte, Ronda, and Becky for the WWE Women's title for Raw. Um, Frankly, I think we can all agree that we want Becky versus Ronda. We don't want Charlotte. But as we said a million times, Charlotte Flair is the Roman Reigns of women. And somehow, someway, she will be in this match. And somehow, someway, she will more than likely win, which is what I think. I want R- about this? I want R Truth versus uh, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I think R Truth will get a bigger pop than Ronda at WrestleMania, though. If he, that was a match. Did you guys see that Natalia and, and Rousey match on Raw? That was pretty good. Yeah, it was, good it was a good match, right? I don't yeah, think but, Ronda Rousey's had a bad match. But do you want That's Ronda and true. do you want Ronda and Natalia at WrestleMania? You know, Natalia's gonna cry. I don't want to see that shit. Not if she's a heel, I, she won't cry. I don't I don't care about Natalia. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like Natalia. She's a nice lady. She's a nice girl. She's a veteran. She's a heart. But, like, come on, girl. It just nobody wants to see her. And, and frankly, I don't want to see Charlotte. I don't want to see her at WrestleMania. I mean, in the main event. She could be, like, in the lower card versus Asuka. And she could win her blue championship. But I do not want her in the Becky-Ronda match. That's the match that everybody wants. Uh, yeah, I think everybody wants that's what Charlotte in the main do. event. I think that's what they're going to do, and they're going to set it up with, obviously, like, everybody's been thinking, the double elimination with Becky and Charlotte at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And then, unless, I don't know, they're going to force it on us. Unless they do it like they both fall over and, like, Becky's leg hits last or some shit like that. I don't... Super yeah. slow motion. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of this. Yeah, I, I, want, I just want straight up Becky Lynch versus Rousey at the main event. Yeah, and, I don't. I don't. And for Becky Lynch to want, go over, but I don't know if that'll happen. Nobody wants Hank Hillbilly <laughs> all up in their fucking WrestleMania main event. Kels, you keep you keep saying Charlotte is the the female Roman Reigns. Why do, why do you think she doesn't she doesn't get that like reception from the crowd? Like everybody would Cause, boo Roman because she's a better wrestler boo. than Roman Reigns. Mm, because why. one, she's a Simple. better wrestler, and two, two, one, she's a better wrestler. Two, she's a white woman. 
And three, she's got huge breasts, so nobody notices her fucking little ass cheeks. Because <laughs> once again, these marks wouldn't know a good woman if they see one. So they see Charlotte, like, oh, Charlotte Flair, oh, Ric Flair's daughter, she's so hot. <laughs> and I want you guys to go see how many years Charlotte has been wrestling in WWE and how many championship titles she's won. Did you know that she has seven championships already? Seven. She's won the championship seven times, dude. Okay? And she has not been in WWE that long. She's almost, like, almost near, like, halfway to her dad's fucking number of title reigns. Has, has to be, what, like, three, four years max? That she got she called hasn't up from been, NXT? I'm talking about... Exactly. I'm talking about main roster. She yeah, hasn't been called up that long. And she's, and she's won the title that many times. And then this... This is the thing. She's always, like, overcoming the odds. Oh, will Charlotte win? Will Charlotte this? Like, if you watch the way they book her, they book her exactly like Roman. She's always somehow in the main event. She always somehow ends up winning. She always somehow ends up looking good, even though she lost. Like, like I get it. She's a great talent, and she's amazing. And I just, I don't think that she, she's the female Roman Reigns. They just book her well because she's Flair's daughter. Just like they book Roman because he's the Rock's cousin. She looks nice. They think she looks nice, and... She's a she's obviously a good wrestler, but yeah, that, I don't that's, think she deserves the belt more than anybody. But, but they that's let, her they saving let her, grace. They let her be a heel though. Right? Yeah, but she's she not, was a heel on Raw. Not even a good, she's she's not even that good of a heel, bro. They face turn her as soon as they can. And frankly, the the when she does the figure eight and she does that like arch, it's the dumbest fucking shit ever. Yeah, I don't because it does nothing to adds. the move. It's just to show off her athleticism and also her fucking backflip. It's trash. It's terrible. Hot it's garbage. trash. Hot garbage. Stiff as fuck. She misses them half the, all like, not, the time. Not even half the time. 98% of the time. And it's funny because she's a former gymnast. <laughs> That's well, what makes it funnier. Well, she didn't get all of it. That that Damn Asian it. that Asian chick from uh, NXT, her, her moonsault. No, oh, the other one. The set, the, after Kyrie Sane, the one that got called up. I forget her name. Lo Shirai? Yeah, her moonsault is... Fire and shits all over Charlotte's moonsault. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think like Charlotte's. The, she's the female Roman Reigns, and if anybody wants to just think about that and go, oh, no, she's not. Just look at how many title reigns she has and how long she's been in NXT. I mean WWE, and just look at the way she's been booked. She never looks bad, even when she. And that's a that's a Roman trait, and she always gets her comeuppance. She always ends up winning the title back. Like that's why I told you guys they're gonna put her in the main event. Yeah, it's it's, it's coming. All right, let's move on to trash content on the WWE Network. So I, I texted you guys that WWE was coming out with their own version of Botchmania. And they were going to put it on the WWE Network. If you guys haven't watched Botchmania, it's just YouTube compilations of botches in all different types of promotions. And it's pretty funny. Sometimes they had like sound effects and stuff. If you ever watched it, it's a good watch. So WWE tried to do that. And the show is apparently trash. I haven't watched it. Because Kells told me it was trash. And I trust Kells. And I know Kells wouldn't want me to waste my time watching it. So he's going to review it for us. Um, Listen, bro. Gallows and Anderson, um, they should have just stayed in Japan. Because, obviously, nobody cares about them unless they're surrounding AJ Styles or Finn Balor, which is one. Um, two, Conspiracy Kells has a theory that... Which one is with the, has the Asian wife? The short one. Uh, okay. Anderson. Anderson 
I have a theory that he's a cuck and that he likes to see other men fuck his wife because he's constantly telling the world how hot his Asian wife is, his little Asian wife. And frankly, you know, if you have a hot wife, you shouldn't go around telling people that you have a hot wife unless you want people to fuck your wife, which is, I think that's what he's doing. And especially since you're a WWE wrestler and you're on the road, um, you might get jodied and somebody might be fucking your wife unless you're into that, which I think he is. Um, then you have the other guy who's uh. just tall, who's just tall and not funny. And then they put them on this show called Bot Up. So not only is it a ripoff of Botchamania, but they tried to implement some kind of like Tosh point web redemption thing in it, where like they actually interview the person who botched. Oh wow! And then they put they say like these really corny catchphrases, and like they try to be funny. And then the thing is, they even stole. You know how Botchamania puts in like the video game music and stuff. Yeah. They even have that. So, like, you know the segment where, they, where like, Botchamania just shows um, all the botches from different promotions. They put the little video game music. They have that. Um, the whole, like, you talk too much. Like, they took stuff from that where, like, wrestlers talk and they show that. Like, so it's, it's, it's pretty much they're coming for Matthew and Botchamania. So I wouldn't be surprised if two, three months from after there's a couple more Botchamanias get released, WWE sends some kind of, like, cease and desist and, like tries to end Botchamania for using their content and for, like, stealing their idea because all WWE has to do is copyright the idea and then they can take him to court and probably take him out. But, frankly, the show's bad. Like, I like a lot of the WWE content. Like, Riding Along is great. Table for Three is great. Um, the, uh, what's the, what's that other show? The Edge and Christian show is hilarious. Yo, the new, um, Camp the w- new season of that is hilarious. It's good. It's uh, really good. Camp WWE is good. Even funny. though they need to bring out the next season of it already. But, like, I think they're just coming out with content, so I can't, like, get mad at them. But, like, they need WWE needs to do better. Like, should, like it's a waste of time, especially putting Gallows and fucking Anderson. Like, you could have put Corey on that with Renee, and that would have been fine, because they actually know what they're doing. It just looks like they were like, hey, Gallows and Anderson, you guys don't do shit you want to do this? They're like, oh, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> Nerds! We, we think we're funny. Nerds! Like, fuck out of here, bro. Like, go back to Japan. And just be a fucking what's the what's the what's the word they call white people over there, the white wrestlers. Cucks. Cucks. Yeah, go yeah, go be a fucking gaijin cuck in Japan. You fucking it's a terrible fucking show, oh, you know. Man. And uh, speaking of terrible shows, Oscar, you. Whoa! Wow. Wow. Ladies great, and gentlemen, great wow. Great I don't transition. even know. Wow. I don't even know how to respond to that because Ladies... I don't know. I don't know who you're mentioning, who you're talking about, because it sounds like. And gentlemen. Oh my god! Wow. Oh you just, my you just god! Blew, you just blew our, our listeners' ears. You just off. blew out our wow. listeners' ears with this terrible music. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, hardworking marks and hardworking Americans who listen to this podcast. I want to remind you that Mr. Ponce is a federal employee. You fucking fucking which, which which means which means, ladies and gentlemen, that my tax borrows tax money, your tax money into var into Oscar's bank account, and he bought hot tickets with your hard-earned tax money to an Enzo Amori show. An Enzo Amori show, ladies and gentlemen. So, so Oscar, I want to hear 
what happened that they you well, spent you, our hard-earned money first on. First off, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about how everyone wants to hate on Enzo now because it's cool to hate on Enzo. It's basically all of you all of you marks were fans of Enzo Amore. Then he got falsely accused of something. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's the worst person ever." You got tired of him because your little precious little mighty mouth fucking Neville left out of the league. Had nothing to do with Enzo, but because Neville left, all of you turned on Enzo. It's BS. You guys know it. Enzo wasn't a wrestler. He didn't come here to wrestle. He was a comedy act, and he did his job perfectly. The wrestler was Big Cass. Enzo was just a comedy act. That's basically what Enzo covered in his show in Broadway. So Enzo talked about how he was kicked out of Survivor Series for um, trying to hijack the show. And guess what? He did hijack the show because there was a boring match on. I don't even remember what match it was. I don't even care what match it was. Because Enzo was there. Tag team match. Whatever it was, Enzo was there. So (laughs) that was the only thing that mattered. When he got up on his chair, people were chanting his shit. It's the the stupidest thing ever. But just like ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, people remember it. He was just there to give us catchphrases. So he talked about that. He talked about who did it. He did it basically to spite Vince McMahon. So, and he did what he wanted to do. He spited Vince McMahon. Basically, that's why, why it's really want, all he why talked would about. You want Vince McMahon as an enemy? That's wild. <laughs> like, bro, you're wild. He is the epitome of an East Coast dude. He just doesn't care. Doesn't care what bridges he burns. He's going to speak his mind. That's why I always like Enzo Amori because he did whatever the hell he wanted. He brought up a, a great point. He said, if they told me to, to cut a promo in Wichita, Kansas, guess what? I'm going to cut the promo they tell me to. But if I'm in Brooklyn, I'm in Jersey, I'm going to go out my way. Oh, yeah, I'll say Roger. Or, yeah, I'll do that promo. And then he'll go out and cut his own promo. Like SummerSlam when he when he did Juicy. He was told not to do Juicy. But he still did it. Most wrestlers, if they're told not to do something, they're gonna be they're gonna go along with the good old boy system. I like that Enzo never did anything by the system. He always did shit his own way. Yeah, because people what... people like having jobs. Us. That's <laughs> that's why he followed the rules. <laughs> I'm not I, I'm, I'm not a kiss ass. Anyone who's ever worked with me, I I'm can not. A, I, I do my job and kiss no ass. Like you can do I'm it. And... The way the way you got mad offended by that statement. Mm. But yeah, anyone who's ever worked for me knows how I keep it. <laughs> Enzo keeps it the same way. And f- fuck it. You you die. Sometimes you fucking, you pick a hell to die on and you die on that hell. Enzo wasn't a wrestler. He never said he was a wrestler. His first match was when he got to fucking developmental. He cut a promo on YouTube and WWE liked it. Oh, it's what it all boils down to. So a lot of you guys are going to say Enzo sucks at wrestling. No shit. He wasn't supposed to be a wrestler. He's basically just supposed to be a mouthpiece for Big Cass. So it, it was a good show. Um, his rap career, I don't know. His, the first album he dropped was complete utter garbage. Um, the last shit he dropped wasn't too bad. He start, he's not yelling anymore on tracks. He's actually talking like rapping like a normal person. So we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't expect anything really big, but I, I'm going to support him because... He's an East Coast kid, and there's not that many besides, you know, Zack Ryder, who no one cares about anymore. So What? I still care about Zack Ryder, okay? Stop lying. You don't care about him. I put him in my top three rivalries of all time. Of course, I care Should've about Zack Ryder. <laughs> now, now, Oscar, like, 
like I, I'm sorry, I I, ha- I have to agree with Aro here. Like I think if I was a, like a squad leader or a platoon sergeant, I would not want Enzo as a soldier because he would not he would not listen at all. And if I was a and me as a chef, I do not want him as a cook in my kitchen because Enzo would be the type of person to be like, he's yo, got the I don't care if he'll be like, yo, I'm about to put butter in this dish for this student who has a dairy allergy. He'll kill the student. That's what Enzo would be like. He'd be like, yo, but the butter makes it taste better. No, bro, no, motherfucker, follow the rules. And then, and then the whole thing about WWE toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. Neville had a valid reason to walk away from his contract. Like he is one of the best wrestlers in the company. He looks great. His everything is great about him. And you want to give me some fucking Hobbit, Mighty Mouse superstar alien gimmick, and then you want me to lose to Enzo? Are you fucking kidding me? Of course. And then the whole thing with the rape thing. Everybody knows it was a false accusation. He got off. He went to court, whatever, whatever. He fought it. I think the problem that everybody had was that that while he was in court, he came out with a diss track to the girl that falsely accused him of rape. Now, I don't think that's keeping it 100. I think that's just when keeping it real goes wrong. Because everybody was like, my guy, what are you doing? But that's the thing I love about him. He don't care. He don't care. Wait, so you're telling me, Oscar... If you were falsely accused by a rape by a woman and you went to court, you would like drop a diss track on her? If I could rap, probably. You know what I'm talking. This is and not kayfabe other, anymore, us. This is, this is real life. This is not kayfabe. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry about you guys, but my whole life has been fucking kayfabe. And then the That's other part. I've, I've been, I've been all right for Enzo, 71 years. And then my other problem with Enzo is like, all right, bro, like you got to let go from WWE. It is what it is. Like, you should just go to Ring of Honor, go to the Indies or something, or, like, continue your comedy career. But, like, why is it that after he finishes entertaining you at his set, he's, like, outside in front of Madison Square Garden that, just, like, standing before. around. And, that like, and well, before, whatever. He's just, like, malazing around like a vagabond. Yo, I'm in Bill Mori. I'm in front of MSG. We're going to the show. <clears throat> no, if they're I, at I, MSG, sorry, they're like... going to the wrestling show, not his comedy show. Well, no, but... That's... The thing is, Varro, it ended a whole hour before his set. So he was trying to get people to go to his show after the WWE show. The WWE show ends at like 9, 30, 10. And those shows started at 11. That was the point. Hmm. Trash trash marketing. <laughs> I, it's gorilla marketing. I have no issue and with then, that. And, and then did you see the Instagram video where he hyped up his show where he used the NWO theme? He's like, this theme is brought to you by NZO. Yo, what's up? I'm Enzo Amore. Come to my comedy show. Ho, 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 ho. Sounded like the fucking cockroach from Men in Black in the in the alien suit. I'm sorry. I love Enzo. I love These are the two guys that, that, the that fucking song they're going to mark out. Mark my words. Listen. No, I, I liked never, Enzo when he was in WWE. Enzo. And I was a fan. But now he's just like annoying. He's like, like, bro, if he would have just like gotten released and then like ended up at Impact or like Ring of Honor or like Evolve doing like mic work and wrestling and like working on his craft, I would have loved Enzo. All respect to him, but he's just like doing just asinine, ridiculous shit. And his friend Big Cass is no better. Like being abusive to Carmella, breaking bathrooms in the tour bus, being a total ass backstage, like. You know, you you show me you who your friends are, and you tell me who you are. And Enzo's an asshole, and Cass was his friend, and Cass is a fucking asshole. So they're two assholes who have no jobs. This is well, what it is. 
I mean, he was de- he was dealing with anxiety issues. Big Cat's dealing with a lot of stuff. WWE is a toxic environment where, as you've all seen, it's what? a toxic environment. Let's not let's keep it real. Why did Edge get a push? Why did Edge get a push, Kells? Why? Fuck Lita. Do you see the toxic environment? <laughs> what happens with Vince McMahon? He gets into fight with his with his fucking employees. He wants, he likes stuff like that. Like, this is a toxic environment. And that's what ruined Enzo and Big Cass. And I don't want to hear anything else about this crap. Listen, in defense of Vince McMahon, I don't think you can expect much from a man who doesn't know what a burrito is. So, <laughs> you know, he, he, he gets mad at when he sneezes. He likes to push people into pool. Vince is a weird guy. Toxic ma- masculinity. Vince is a macho man, and he probably just made fun of Cass because Cass couldn't lose weight, and he kept having flabby chest and flabby stomach so he got rid of him <laughs> you know he, he was an asshole don't you can't you yo i know everybody i know at least all of us here have taken a bus or have been on a bus and like if somebody uses the bathroom we know that when you open the door the door stinks so for then for him to break the door to the stinky bathroom that means we have no protection from the smell so everybody on that bus had to smell that thanks Cass. Cass is a fucking asshole bro <laughs> i would have dropped him too for that shit breaking smelly bathroom doors so now everybody has to suffer you know what that is let's say if you gotta go take a shit now the door's broken you gotta take a shit in front of everybody what is this basic training bro well come he, on he got he got fired because he beat up a midget on tv don't forget that well no he no 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 he didn't no 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 he was supposed think, to think that's the proper midget. term he was supposed to beat. he was supposed to beat up the small person but he wasn't person? supposed to do all the extra he wasn't supposed yeah. to do all the extra shit he did <laughs> So, like, hitting his finisher and, like, pinning was perfect. But then when he went into the business of himself and started, like, be- beating up the midget for heat. And, frankly, if you beat up a midget, you don't get heat anymore. It's, like, kind of funny. Like, oh, he's beating up a midget. Look at that. Like, people, you know. People acknowledge that they're people, too, now. Okay, guys? Oh, I, excuse me. You, I mean, let me just Just because you change the word doesn't remove the way you see the person or the, or the way you explain it. So, if you're obese... And I call you person living with weight or heavy set. You're still fucking fat, and you're still obese. And if I call you a little person, you're still a fucking midget. Sorry, oh don't mean to, <laughs> don't mean to offend the midget population, but I'm just saying. You know, all right. It, it, <laughs> there's either facts, there's either facts, which is facts, or there's to, facts. To our sponsors, F-A-S. that this message was only brought to you by one third of the podcast. Oh. Whatever. I'm tired of you guys. I'm tired of all these, all you fucking offended people. And listen, I'm I'm not one of these people who's gonna rail against political correctness because I'm not about that life. But like, just because you change the word does not mean that you're changing the definition of what it means. So like, I'm just gonna go back to this again. Just because if you're obese and you want to call yourself curvy, yo, you have all right because you got the First Amendment. But if if I want to call you fat because you fat, don't get mad. You could be curvy in your mind, but to the American public, you still fat. All right? So just putting that out there. That's one of my examples. <laughs> all right? So, you know, let's get to the Raw recap before I, I get into this. I go crazy. <laughs> Once again, I didn't, I didn't watch Raw. <laughs> I watched the Hulu version of Raw. Today. Facts. Today. <laughs> So some of the stuff on the on the summary wasn't part of the Hulu version of Raw, so I didn't see it. But I, I don't think a lot of it is worth talking about. 
I think John, well, I John think Cena. John Cena announced to be coming back by uh, Vince McMahon dressed as Santa Claus was one of the things to take away from Raw. I think the biggest thing was women tag team titles finally announced. So, but there's no no details on how or what is going to be done to earn them. But they're finally coming. Is that it? Is there anything else we got? Um, Raw doesn't matter. Like I said, Rousey, Rousey and Natalia was a good match, so I, I enjoyed that match. Um, we had more Elias and Bobby Lashley with Bobby Lashley clapping his cheeks. You know, Oscar's well, favorite thing. Well, you see how trash his <laughs> gimmick is. I don't even think they included that part into the Hulu version of Raw. No, nah, Hulu didn't. does not support booty cheek clapping Lashley, unlike Oscar. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the only important things is the John Cena, the tag titles, and then the Rousey versus Natalia match was pretty good. Yeah, I like I like the psychology in that match, like um, Rousey just like not wanting to beat the crap out of Natalia. Yeah, but it was impressive though that Rousey did like some technical wrestling. Yeah, she looked good. she looked good. Like some of that mat wrestling they were doing, I think. Yeah, she transitioned into a headlock and like rolled on her and did like this mat wrestling stuff. Pretty cool. If you guys haven't watched that match, I would say that would be the match to watch. Yeah. For Raw. I don't think we have to talk about Heyman. Heyman came out and did his Brock Lesnar promo for Royal Rumble. Same yeah, shit was, like always. That was stupid. It's been, it's yeah. been the same storyline for three years with that, so. Yeah, this has really been shit, but um, I think SmackDown was way better. Had more stuff, so. It yeah, always is. SmackDown, SmackDown was good. Uh, a match we... We talked about it last week that the spoilers had come out and that we wanted to watch the match. Mustafa Ali versus Andrade Cien Almas. It was a good match. It was shorter than I wanted it to be. But um, both guys showed what they could do in the ring and Mustafa Ali went over. Which is, I guess, a good look for him. As a Cien fan, I'm still waiting for him to pick up a win. I feel like it's been forever. But probably good things to come from both of them on SmackDown. And hopefully they both do stay on SmackDown. I hope they both do. I'm happy that um, Mustafa Ali is being used as a straight baby face. And they're not doing some stupid Arabic, Indian, stupid WWE gimmick that they always do with any wrestler of that descent. He is a kid from Chicago. He's from looks like he's a good kid, family man. I want them to keep booking him this way. I was worried when he came to the rain roster they were going to ruin him with some stupid gimmick, but hopefully they keep it the way he is. He's a phenomenal athlete. I think he's going to be one of the top five wrestlers in WWE going forward. Yeah, I listened to his... Um, he he did a po- interview with uh, Lil- Lillian Garcia on her podcast, and um, he talked about that whole Arabic uh, gimmick and how he's avoided it his whole career because he doesn't doesn't like reinforcing like stereotypes and then whenever he did have that gimmick he was always the heel so it encouraged people to hate like Middle Easterns and stuff so I don't think we're hopefully we're not going to see that from him in WWE because like you said babyface his babyface run could be could be something special Um, facts other Smackdown stuff Samoa Uh, Joe annihilated Jeff Hardy at the end of the match the match the match is a DQ because um (laughs) Jeff Hardy was being up some of Joe on the outside. He wouldn't stop. Referee counted to five. Whatever. 
But afterwards, Samoa Joe got the last laugh, put him in the... I forgot the name of the move, the, the clutch. What's the it called? Co- Co-china, Co-china clutch. Coquita clutch. So it, it was amazing. We got to see Joe for what he is known for, just annihilating the opposition. Wait, 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 Joe's wait. gonna get you all that good stuff. Wait, Mar, what's the name? What's the name of the finisher? The Coquita Clutch. Yo, I'm not even trying to make a joke, bro. But I thought it was Cocina Clutch, like oh. Cocina, like cook, like 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 kitchen, because he's fat. Like Cocina Clutch, get it? Because he's fat. He's in the kitchen. I thought it was because he was fat, bro. I didn't. Even, I thought it was Cocina Clutch. I don't even know it was co- Coquito or whatever. Yeah. Coquito Clutch or whatever it's called. The, co- co- the Coquito. <laughs> Shout out to all the Boricuas with the coquitos. I, I thought he, I, I was like, so Mojo's not Puerto Rican. It can't be coquito clutches. Cost, and I'm like, oh, he's fat. It's cochina clutch. Like, like the kitchen. Some Italian <laughs> shit. <laughs> Cochino clutch? I didn't, I didn't know, bro. I'm, I'm dead ass. But, you know, he fucked him up. That's good, though. He deserves it. But, you know, Joe's never going to get a title run anyway. But poor Joe. Because he's fat. <laughs> Not my words, Vince McMahon's words, according to yes. Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> yes. Um, he was like, oh, why, why, why does everybody like this guy? He's fat. <laughs> and he, um, picked, he picked the manga over Joe. What else? We got Daniel Bryan did his, uh, his, his best Grinch impression with his uh, promo against capitalism and the environment. So um, I did not watch that. Yeah, he pretty much said that all... These marks want is to purchase more and more things, which hurts the environment. Which the oceans are filled with plastic because all these marks, all they want is more and more stuff, and they're terrible. And you know, he just went on this like vegan environment promo. So he cut and this then promo. he tweeted, and then he so, go ahead, bro. I said, yo, so he cut this promo. Uh, when my bad, when our truth was out there, that's yes, that's what really annoyed me. And then our truth sounded passionate about. Being number 30 and winning the Rumble. I would mark out like crazy because R-Truth's one title match against John Cena. He had a great showing at Capital Punishment. So if they give him a title shot, it would be amazing. Obviously, I don't want R-Truth fucking main event of WrestleMania. But if something happens and R-Truth can get a title shot between now and then, I wouldn't be mad. Dude, if R-Truth main event in WrestleMania, that would be the most successful and most watched WrestleMania in <laughs> WWE history. <laughs> Just, just imagine the crowd in Jersey and everybody in their house around the world going, "What's up? What's up?" It'd be insane. He comes out with like a big chorus, like a rap group, gets like the Wu Tang Clan to come out and perform. What's up with him? Come on, man. <laughs> who doesn't want to see our true main event at WrestleMania? I would It'd be fucking amazing. And I bet you he'll put on like a five Timberland match. The guy can go. He's got the look, man. So, I'm not hating on that. <laughs> but um, what else? Oh, Rusev, Rusev beat Shinsuke. So Rusev is U.S. champion, which is good. Finally, needs his title back. Thank you. I'm glad so. uh, Nakamura finally had a good match again. Are you tired of my bad English? <laughs> no, yo, his in ring work <laughs> had been failing. Like we've been talking about it. Like he's been in the slump, and I think Rusev finally got got a good match out of him. Like, it was, I don't think it was, he it cares, was, bro. It was, enter- it was an entertaining match for me. Like a, I think, a good mix of a clash of styles. Oh no, the match was amazing. It was, best, yeah. it was a really good match, but I just think that Nakamura was like, whatever. Because did did you hear the dirt sheets that he apparently signed a contract extension for WWE, and then like pretty much all of his days off coincide with like 
the best surfing spots and the best surfing dates. Oh shit! <laughs> so I, like I he'll that. work a show, he'll work a show, and the next day he just surfs. Like Ooh. that's why he signed his contract so he could surf. Nakamura, Nakamura, bro, he he doesn't care. I mean, I'm not, I'm not care. mad at that. I really think he's <laughs> secure really the bag. He phoned it in the second he won the Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah, he he's like, I don't. I think he phoned it in since he won the Rumble. Bro, if you could get paid to just wrestle and surf, bro, like, and he's making money. He sells merch. Mm-hmm. It's like he's respected. Like it's not like he, he's Zack Ryder. He's like, wow. So this is the most Zack Ryder references <laughs> we've made. Woo woo woo. <laughs> what happened is one hour. More like. Boo hoo hoo! You saw his buried. Tweet. His tweet. Um, buried. He, tweeted he hasn't out. been on Raw the whole year. Yeah, he hasn't been on a single Does episode he, of Raw the whole year. Deserve to be on Raw? Does he deserve to be on Raw? He should have been a like freaking go- open challenge challenger for the oh, IC please. title against Rollins. Oh please, go go enjoy your house shows, <laughs> and just chill, Zach Ryder. You you just be happy you have a job. He yeah. Well, after that after that <laughs> tweet, Cody Rhodes um tweeted him about um how he left wwe and took a chance on himself but in my opinion zach Ryder is like the perfect wwe house wrestler and i don't think he would do do that well in like the indies and the styles that are used the style that's used in indies in new japan now what do you guys think yeah, about that I don't, I don't think anybody's going to fucking uh, ring of honor a new japan show or an evolve show or a hog show or any fucking promotion and be like, well, I'm going to go see Zack Ryder. Like, he won't even get a main event billing in a hog. Like, nobody cares about Zack Ryder. I care. Like, I, I, I would go to a hog show if HOG show could pause that a hog show, but I would go to a HOG show to, to, to see Zack Ryder. I would go to any show to see Zack Ryder. <laughs> we go to Comic Con next year. You know where I can see? You know where I can see Zack Ryder? On my PlayStation, and I still won't even use him in the. <laughs> You, so. you know where else we can see Zack Ryder winning the United States title on the WWE Network for only nine ninety nine a month. And if you sign up now, you'll get three free months. <laughs> 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 um. All right. Is that it for SmackDown and Raw? No, bro. You got. We have more important. You have two important things. You got. Um. I know Oscar's happy. You have the Miz and Shane who have joined forces um, to become the greatest tag team ever. That's important. But I, I think that. the most important thing is that AJ Styles apparently had like a oh, fake yes. heel. Like a, was that like a heel turn? Because he knocked Vince McMahon out? Or like hit him with an elbow? Vince McMahon wanted him to hit him. I don't I don't get what they're doing, but I guess they're going to keep going with the angle. I'm kind of worried. I'm kind of worried because the last person to beat Vince McMahon up is not on, hasn't been on the roster, hasn't been on camera for a while. He's been in, he's injured well, he's though, Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah double knees to Kevin Owens. He's also yeah. fat, so it's like there's also that fat factor. <laughs> yeah, fat factor. Oh, that's 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 a podcast catchphrase now. Hopefully, <laughs> oh, hopefully, it's, it, it's actually my wrestling name. In 2K. <laughs> the fat, fat factor. <laughs> what's what's your finisher? Like you sit on people and eat like a Rocco's Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> Uh, wow! So you eat garbage wow. and then, while you sit on people? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Guys with the hot takes all day. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm, I'm happy we brought back the hot takes. 
because we had a we, like we we have been saying hot takes, but we weren't saying hot takes before them, so they don't really count, do they? They I don't think we count. have to say. They always count. You just I gotta add, assume you know. what we say. Yeah, Frankly, but I feel like whenever we add emphasis to hot takes, people know what time it is. I think mm-hmm. anything we say, you know, a lot of people don't agree with because they're smelly fat marks who get no pussy. So, you know, of course they're gonna be like, "How can they speak like that about Charlotte Flair? She's great." Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> I think Charlotte Flair is great. Hey, mom, the meatloaf. Can you give me some lemonade too? Yeah, that actually sounds like an amazing. As they, <laughs> as they as they sit in their basement reading Reddit, buying merch. Why? Why are you? Why are you coming at me right now? <laughs> as, as Oscar, you don't sit. You own your house. So but I'm still sitting in a basement. Right sit in your basement. Oh, you I don't know why you let the listeners know that. Really... <laughs> I'm still sitting in my basement buying merch right now. Way to ruin Los Marcos' aesthetic, bro. <laughs> Yeah, we had a we had a vibe going sirens helicopters. Now you're sitting in the basement. Come on, we gotta do better, bro. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do better. This is my man cave. It just got thirty p- posters of John Cena. <laughs> with hair or no hair? Nah, all, all of them with the with the master lock chain. Nice, sideways fitted. That's the that's the only John Cena that matters. The only one you acknowledge. I mean, I still love him now, but it's not the same. <laughs> oh, I have one with the Mark Price jersey, classic. Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think this wraps up this episode of Los Marcos. Unless you guys have anything else to add. Um, I think we do have something to add. We didn't talk about what everyone else has been talking about. Because we week. don't do that. But I have but, no idea uh, what you want to talk about, though. I feel like we need to mention it real quick. Bird Box was fucking Basuda. Uh, uh, I, I thought okay. it was a good, I thought it was a good watch. Um, weird ending, but I, I was entertained when I watched it. Weird flex. Bird, Bird Box was like, reminded me or made me feel like, like years ago when me and my wife were like not married and we used to argue and she would just repeat the same point over and over and I would just sit there like <laughs> that's oh. what the box was that ass like yo is she done yet is she done yet and then like I would respond and then we would get back into the argument and it would just be a circle and like that movie was 30 to 40 minutes too fucking long like like, spoiler alert, guys, when they made it to the end of the river, and she's, like, in the forest, and she's, like, falling over herself, and she's, like, yelling about the girl and telling her that she's sorry and all this other shit. And it was like, yo, is this supposed to redeem her character? Because, frankly, this, this whole um, dry um, woman who is, like, protecting herself, yeah, that angle died the minute she had sex with the black guy, and they became a couple. It shows that she has an ability to have compassion and be in a relationship. Also, the fact that she decided to name the girl, um, what she called her, what was her name? Tapioca or whatever, Olympia. Or, or whatever she named her. Olympia, Olympia. Olympus something. Even, even though Olympia, who's fat, and once again, fat people ruining things, she opened the door and let that guy <laughs> in and got everybody killed. But still, 
she named the girl Olympia, even though Olympia had asked her and told her, I want to name my baby Ella for Cinderella. So not only does Sandra Bullock not listen, she's fucking rude on top of it. And then she even went along with the calling them girl and boy until the Indian doctor pulled up and was like, hey, what's good? And the doctor made her feel bad. So she wasn't even going to give them names until she saw her friend or her doctor who made her feel bad. And it wasn't. she didn't even pay attention to the dude who said the same thing earlier. Like, you didn't even give him names. And she basically, like, blew him off. That's the, the movie was garbage. Let's... <laughs> Let's let's not let's not forget the fact that basically when the guy came in that was crazy because Olivia let him in, he basically said, "Oh yes, the people who escaped this asylum didn't need fucking blindfolds." My man walked in without a blindfold. That should have been the giveaway. <laughs> Douglas was the only character that mattered in that movie because he didn't take anyone's shit. You know why? Because <laughs> Douglas was real. When he said he's always right, at the end of the day, it turned out being true. That's why he's the only one I relate to. He's the only one that was good. The movie was garbage. You want to watch something good on Netflix? Watch Queen of Flow. Also, Douglas was right because they should have stayed in the supermarket. So, if they would have stayed in the supermarket, they would have been Gucci. They would not have to worry about anything. But, you know. You know, they want to listen to uh, whoever it is. But also, um, I'm going to put my conspiracy hat on. Um, the only reason that movie is even getting any traction is because of the memes. And I have a conspiracy that Netflix was ready to release memes. And they made memes and they put them on the internet because like an hour after the movie came out, there was mad memes. And the movie is, it was two hours long. So how did the movie drop? And then you already have memes out after the movie. And then the movie is only is longer than it took you to put the meme. They had like a meme farm. They had some like Sri Lankans make memes and like flood them into Twitter. It's the same thing Dra it's the same thing Drake does when he releases an album. He like makes memes and like he makes women on Snapchat post his lyrics and then it gets more plays. So Netflix, you're not fooling me. I see what you're doing with your memes. But if you are looking for something interesting as well, you should do Bandersnatch. I did all the uh, storylines already, so that was pretty decent. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna check that out as soon as I finish these eighty-two episodes of Queen of Flow. What the fuck is that? What the hell is Queen that? of Flo Queen of Flow is a, a novella about uh, a reggaeton artist. So Shorty gets uh -huh. Shorty, Shorty Shorty's with a dude. Whoa, calm down. Shorty's with a dude. <laughs> Can't take this hate already. She comes to the U.S. All right, if you want to watch something good on Netflix. <laughs> Wow, it's got good ratings on IDMB and everything else with those ratings. So, I, I don't, I don't recommend bad novelas. I recommend La Niña. La Niña was fire. Narcos Mexico fire. I finished Narcos Mexico last night. It was, it was dope. I told you it was fire. I, I never said it wasn't fire. What, why are you yelling? <laughs> you just blew out your mic. Good job. My mic don't ever blow out, baby. <laughs> Next thing you know, Oscar's gonna be like, yo, you know what novella I need to watch? Luz Clarita, that shit is fire. <laughs> but it's not on Netflix, because Univision is a bunch of haters. But if you have Univision now, you can watch Luz Clarita. Oh, so... Univision now is fire, but it's nine dollars a month. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's us letting us know, letting you guys know what streaming things we recommend. Just, yeah. Let us know what your comments are on that horrible movie. It's probably still better than watching Raw, though. So, Yo, and to anybody who's watching 
Killing Eve on Hulu. If you're on like episode five, do yourself a favor and just stop watching the show because you're gonna get pissed. Don't even waste your time. Because <laughs> I finished that shit and I'm so angry. Very angry. Can't believe I wasted my fucking life watching that. Eight hours of my life, I'm not gonna get back. Fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh yeah. More, very importantly, Happy New Year's to you and you and your own baby. Everyone be safe in them streets. Don't do anything stupid. Listen listen to Samoa Joe, guys. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll on, be- that, on that note, we're out.